Welcome to another episode of The Best in Tech, the podcast with only the best in technology. This week I've got something really exciting for you guys. I'm sitting here with Claudius and Michael from Spotify. And unless you've been living under a rock, you would know that Spotify launched yesterday in South Africa. Um, and it is very exciting news for a lot of reasons, which we'll get into very shortly. Claudius and Michael, how's it? How are you guys doing? Yeah, very great. Well. Yeah. Good, good, good. Excellent. We'll be back with the show right after this. Welcome back. Welcome, Claudius. Welcome, Michael. How are you guys doing? Welcome to South Africa. Yeah, thanks. Great to be here. Um, it's always a pleasure. Yeah, hi. Thanks a lot for the warm welcome. We're very excited to be in South Africa. Is it, you, is it your first time in this country? Well, no. Um, so, that's me, Claudius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been coming to South Africa since about 11 years, back and forth. Okay. Well, business. Um, I'm actually based in Dubai. Um, and uh, yeah, we've been following also the music scene uh, for for a very very long time in South Africa. We're quite excited to launch. So can, the first question I want to ask you guys: What took it so? What took you so long to get to South Africa? I mean, Spotify, as we all know, is one of the top streaming, probably the top streaming service in the world. All of my international friends have been raving about it for years. The first, in fact, the first exposure to any streaming service I ever had was Spotify. Uh, Many years ago, I think you guys were still in beta and I had a friend that was on it in Germany, Munich, mm. and we were sitting there and he was showing me any song I want at my fingertips and I was blown away. Yeah. Why did it take you so long to come to South Africa? Yeah, right. Look, um, the world is a big place and there are so many countries on this planet. Um, what uh, Spotify is dedicated to, and if you look back into other launches, um, is that we make sure that we have all factors and licenses and content and setup in place to deliver an absolute wonderful and superior customer experience and service in each country. And uh, we feel now that the timing is absolutely perfect for Spotify to arrive. Um, we have more and more people on smartphones. Um, we have data becoming more and more accessible. And uh, yeah, we have all the licenses in place. We are 100% legal service and we also have very much a locally curated uh, music mm -hmm. playlists and local editors. Obviously a big part of your global expansion is uh, going public or being listed very soon, I would imagine. Um, also, a bigger part of that, I think, is you've got a lot of competition from a lot of other players around the world rolling out. I mean, we saw Deezer, Simfy, and iTunes launching here within the last few years. How much, how much of that is strategy on your part, and how much is it just let's just get our product into as many people's hands as possible? I mean, we believe that uh, we're very dedicated to customer experience and to make uh, Spotify a really great place for people to consume and, and listen to music. Um, and we feel that this should be exposed to as many people as possible. Um, of course, with the right setup, as Claudio said. Mm. Uh, but we're really excited to, to be here and to uh, make our product available. Um, and, and that's uh, independent of any other things. We're really focusing, especially us two, are really focusing on the markets, on the, the product, uh, on the... Um, uh, on, on the localization of the product in terms of content, sorry, that's what I meant, um, and on, on having the right partnerships and everything locally right in place. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't focus on competition or any financial aspects. How much demand did you get from South Africans? I remember sending a few mails to your team many years ago <laughs> asking the questions, when are we getting, when are we getting you guys? How, how much of the demand have you seen from South Africans saying we want to service in South Africa? Yeah, so uh, South Africa is a, is a 
let's say, a very well-established music market, if you put it on the global map. And so naturally there has been a lot of demand. There have been many requests. Um, if you have been going on our website, spotify.com, about last week, uh, the service was not available yet and you mm. could sign up with your email addresses. So we had a very uh, relatively large number of people being interested in Spotify and coming. Yeah. So and it's, we, we, this also reflects to the feedback that we're getting in these days here in South Africa um, that people have been waiting for a while and they've really embraced that Spotify is live now. And as you said, there's also a lot of customers here in South Africa which have already been using Spotify through various uh, <laughs> gray Other areas means, of, yeah, yeah. Uh, of possibilities with VPN and so ever, which also gave us great feedback that people are actually excited to, to use the service. Mm. Um, and by the way, it's also easy to switch now to the official South African account. Yes, we spoke about that at the launch yesterday. So anybody who had, uh, that actually had signed up for an account uh, in any of the international territories can sign up for it well can change the account to a South African account just by switching the, the territory the region in the yeah. account settings right, right yeah, yeah. <coughs> absolutely fantastic now we've seen uh, I mean if we look at South Africa's history uh, South Africa's growth in internet access I mean fiber is now readily available in most of the suburbs um, in South Africa um, with spectacular internet download speeds. Obviously, this has enabled South Africans to do a lot more online. Streaming music, uh, streaming videos like Netflix is obviously a very big mm. thing. We've got a few players now. Showmax is uh, one of the big competitors. When you're looking at bandwidth capacity, and, and, and I'm touching on the CDN side of things, but when you're looking at wanting to roll out into a country, how much of... of uh, of that decision is based on what the what the audience in the country is able to stream. Is it a data? Is it a bandwidth thing? Is it a connection speed thing? Or does it not really have anything to do with it? Yeah, I mean, data is of course uh, access to data is of course important. We have very good and spread out content delivery networks, as you referred to. Um, so from our side, uh, we can deliver our content with a very uh, short latency to um, yeah, basically all over the world by now. Um, this also probably is one of the, the key success metrics for Spotify that you really click on play and then the song starts just like mm. on, on the traditional uh, whatever uh, mm. CD player. Um, uh, and, and of course, it's very exciting to see that South Africa is now moving into fiber because that also allows for the premium product. If you have it, then you can easily download um, anything at home and then take it with you yeah. uh, wherever you go. So it's great that, that uh, mobile, uh, that, that uh, broadband is available at the homes of people. Um, and, and, and sorry, just on, just on that, when, when you, uh, obviously people can download, so you just flip a switch, your tunes get downloaded so you can play it offline. What is it kind of bandwidth we're talking about on that? Do you have, do you have any idea of the bandwidth downloaded? Yeah, song? I mean, yeah, you can actually decide as a customer. That's the freedom you have at Spotify. We decided for uh, the South African launch that we would send the standard to 24 kilobit per second, which is actually uh, a very efficient uh, way very to efficient, deliver yeah. music. Yeah, so it's about 10.8 megabyte per hour. Um, but you can scale it up to 256, uh, best case. So you can, uh, you're flexible yourself to decide. Um, and you can even distinguish between Wi-Fi and mobile usage. Yes, yes. So you prioritize only Wi-Fi downloading, yeah. which a lot of South Africans would appreciate. Yeah. When we're looking at, <coughs> sorry, when we're looking at licensing to get music streamed globally, I mean, you guys obviously have the agreements in place with many of the, well, with probably most or all of the uh, record companies. How difficult is it to, to open a streaming service channel in a different territory when it comes to the licensing? 
I mean, obviously, as you said, so the good thing is we have licenses or so a legal service, uh, unlike some other services which might just put out music. Uh, we pay artists and we pay artists a lot. So over the course of our, our business, we have paid out over 8 billion euros already to the artist community. And we pay out most of the money that we earn to the artist community. Um, when it comes to licensing, of course, the, um, the, the kind of tricky part of what's kind of uh, also... Um, is kind of the local aspect of licensing are of course collection societies in the countries mm -hmm. and the collection societies in countries are highly different some are very well established and there might be some even monopoly collection societies and some other markets especially also on some uh, like Central African uh, countries or if you look at the uh, Eastern European countries there might be more fragmentation or there might be not 100% clear situation sometimes some grey areas which makes it complicated because we really want to make sure and we put a lot of love in really licensing everything um, so that sometimes is a bit of an effort to first of all find out <laughs> who is the right uh, licensor and who really yeah, has yeah. the rights because sometimes people are just claiming they have rights so that takes some time to distinguish um, but then once we have identified everyone we license them um, and yeah that's the standard contract negotiation so it varies absolutely from the contract uh, uh, parties and, and from seasonalities there's a lot of aspects uh, on, on how fast contracts can be signed sure sure but it's, it's not something that would inherently be difficult to do when you're rolling out into a new territory because you've got that existing business in other territories right yeah I think that changed over time so when Spotify started obviously it was much harder to get licenses for an all-you-can-eat streaming service uh, because back in the days it was a novelty it was a kind of revolutionary model so obviously back in the days it was much harder to convince license holders to, to join into that model but now as the model is established and as we're also seeing that in the markets where we have launched uh, the, the music industry revenues uh, usually grew mm. overall uh, and we could have a very positive impact on the music industry in general so we have a track record of improving the commercials for the artist communities uh, yeah that's of course helping us tremendously in rolling out further territories one of the things that's always blown my mind about streaming service, and that's one of the things I love about it. I, I remember a decade ago, I went to the music store, music store every weekend, buy five or six CDs. In South African terms, that would be five, six hundred rand, roughly. Mm -hmm. it's a, it was a lot of money back then. Now, for the price, less than, less than a price of a CD, you can get all the music in the mm -hmm. world. How does it work? I mean, how do you... How do artists survive, or, or I mean, how do how do they get the money, or how do they survive on the money they get, or how do they, you, you know, you know, what I'm asking like yeah. it just seems that the the metric doesn't seem. Same with Netflix, I guess. How do they get to put out so many good shows when I'm only paying seventy rand a month? It, please, right. please tell me a little bit about how that would work. Yeah, absolutely. The music industry, if you look back in history, went through a lot of transitions, um, and uh, it, even in the past, it has been a mass market game. Mm. Um, today, it is much more of a mass volume game. Um, what I think what came, what happened after the, uh, the, the, uh, the piracy really started is that you, we have all seen huge, huge losses at all the big major labels, indie labels, artists. They really were like, didn't know, they didn't see it coming. They didn't really know what to do. Um, so it, it really is difficult to determine also what's the right end consumer price point, right? Mm -hmm. It's uh, we, we, we as Spotify, of course, we need to have all our um, content owners and rights holders on board and to be all in line in agreement. And um, there, every country has a different uh, uh, economic structure and so on. So it's a long, long process. But I think the end, if, you, if you talk also to industry leaders in the music industry, they're all very, very happy now 
that there is a balanced approach in the market where a usable music services are in the market that deliver music to you at your fingertips without uh, many, many boundaries at a price point that is decent, that is affordable for, um, for really the, the, the mass population. So you said, I mean, the pricing then is, is linked to the country's GDP, you said, or the pricing that you launch a service at, or is it linked to those type of metrics in a country? It's linked to a lot of things. It's like historic development. It's linked to many, many things. So it's, it's also linked very much to the, to the rights owners. Sure, sure. Yeah. You mentioned piracy, and I mean, I remember the, the old days of Napster. I mean, who, who, who will not forget? But it's true what you say. I mean, I don't hear of people downloading mp3s anymore i mean i don't hear of that in in any of my circles and i've got some eclectic friends yeah all of them they either buy albums from the independent labels because you can do it online very easily if it's an artist you don't know but most of them stream they have one of the streaming services and and that's how they consume to be honest i think the mp3 was more like an interim format it's so clunky you have to download it have to wait for it to arrive and then you have to uh, have some some cables or some Bluetooth connections to all your devices. And well, you have to physically forget. store that somewhere. Uh, and then you have to physically store it. Then you have to connect to it. Then you you forget about like connecting your new stuff. And then you're on the go. And then you don't have it with you. And and then you're you're mad again. <laughs> so the MP3 actually was good at its time, but it it was really an interim format. So it was just like the way from from physical to streaming, and that was in between. So I don't think the MP3. And and you also coming also back to your your previous question once again, um, not. Every, uh, not every human being in a country was buying CDs back at the time, right? So there's, there's a certain amount of CD buyers. And then of these CD buyers, there were some heavy CD buyers and some who only casually bought CDs. And some who borrowed so you, the CDs. If you, and some borrowed CDs and burned CDs and yeah. whatever. So if you take an average revenue of a, of a CD buyer, that's even less than an average streaming user who pays mm -hmm. regularly every month uh, 59 rands. So the commercials really add up, even if you look at that, and then you have like other effects that, as Claudia said, mass market effects, uh, because you also have a free service, uh, it's also good to fight piracy. So there's a lot of economical aspects that really make uh, music streaming a success for the artist, and this is why we have paid out much more than other services or like other yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, ways to consume music. So you're talking about the free service. Uh, that, is, that is basically a tier that anybody can sign up for, and then they got music for free with ads in between does that mean i can only listen to can i listen to albums on a free tier with ads in between certain songs or is it only the radio the radio service where, where it kind of uh, plays music right automatically so, for you yeah the, the free tier because of licensing there are a few restrictions in there and also on a free tier um if we would just give out free music um without uh, any limitations or restrictions um, it would just be another pirate uh, piracy exactly. service, right? somebody needs to so, pay for something mm, right? exactly yeah but um, also here the free tier that's uh, that Spotify is offering is really also in balance and it's been shaped over years to be a convenient model mm. um, for users to enjoy the free tier um, with those limitations or restrictions which are not really limitations so I can quickly talk about it a little bit um, so yes, everybody can download Spotify today in South Africa and in uh, 64 other countries around the world um, to their smartphones, to their computers and start streaming right away. Um, there is interruptions through uh, commercial mm -hmm. ads, which is uh, on average it's much less than on commercial uh, radio broadcast. So um, we feel it's a much more convenient uh, way to enjoy free music. Oh yeah, definitely, say, yeah? definitely. 
Um, and uh, then also all albums, you, you, you find them there and you can search for all songs and artists and you will find them. Um, but then music goes very much into like playing similar music, similar artists um, after you've searched for something. It's like a curated playlist that yeah, it automatically it's a, brings it's up. It's a curated playlist. And uh, in the beginning, again, this is something that grew and developed over time is that people thought, ah, but I want to listen to that in this album, etc. But what we figure out is that, and you see that also in the ranking on, on many other music services, is that the, pri the priority of an album has actually slightly um, moved down in comparison to playlists. So mm -hmm. it's really today's everything about playlists and on Spotify and on a free tier, you find the most successful playlists in the world. Some of them have uh, more than 9 million followers. And uh, yeah, it's also important. I want to mention that we have lots of local playlists for South Africa. Yes, yes, I saw those when I was uh, scratching around the app yesterday, and there's some really good stuff on there. Um, you were talking about the the playlist that's generating for you, and that's one of the things I think everybody's been raving about. Spotify is the algorithm, or this algorithm that predicts songs. It knows what you like, or it learns what you like, and then it basically recommends music for you that it thinks you'd like and the stuff that I've found so far I must be honest with you has been really good I found some new artists some new songs already added them to my new playlist on Spotify so I can see that there's a, a benefit but how does it work how does it work I mean I guess you're not going to give me the formula but is it is it just a simple is it just an engine that simply learns what you like and then just knows it knows music genres it knows what other people like and then just compares them is it that the kind of algorithm we're talking about yeah, I mean, basically, uh, the system works like, it's, it's of course, a very complex system, so it's actually hard, even if I would love to. <laughs> it's very hard to explain to it. Um, and, and even me, I'm not knowing all the details. There are some mathematical formulas behind and stuff like that, which uh, I wouldn't probably even understand. Um, but it's like, uh, it's, it's, of course, looking at consumption, what have other people put in playlists, and, and what have they listened to, what mm, have they skipped mm. um, after listening to that song, and and then listening to another song. It's about what people liked on Facebook. It's about the usage of yourself on, on the system. Um, so if I connect with friends, does it take that into consideration? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't Only take it yeah, you, you, stuff, but then, for example, if you connect your Facebook account and you, you like a lot of artists, then you will also automatically oh. follow them if you log on. Um, and then this will be taken into account again. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a complex formula, and the engine, of course, gets smarter. You probably can even call it an AI in, in a way. Mm. Um, and, and it gets smarter, of course, over time. And that's why we hear a lot of times, and that's also my perception, that sometimes Spotify knows me better than all my friends and even, whatever, my wife. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's just like 100% correct. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And one reason why the engine is, is so good and is getting better every day is literally because we have 159 million users, or even more than that. Um, because they literally telling the system if a music track is, I want to say good or bad, but it's liked, right? If it's favorable. And um, the conclusions being taken by the system, if I like this artist and the other artist, I might also like uh, another third artist. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. It's certainly been, the reason I mention it, it's certainly been better than the other ones I've used. And, and I'm a big fan of streaming services. And I can't put my finger on why it does it. Even, even the, 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 the radio service where I choose an artist and just play, Spotify definitely seems to bring stuff, not just stuff that I, I would like, but stuff that I haven't heard before, which is always mm. one of my big favorites, discovering new music, discovering yeah. new songs. Earlier you talked about playlists. Now, playlists is obviously a massive part of any music fan's... Uh, enjoyment because you, you kind of curate your own your own list of tunes 
how does it work on Spotify? I mean, can I create a playlist and share it with everybody? Is it something that would, could eventually be featured on the Spotify app if, if, if it's something that's a good collection of songs and you guys, your curators, pick it and say this is a good playlist? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have, uh, we have like thousands and thousands of shower playlists, for example. It's quite, quite a funny <laughs> phenomenon. Shower uh, playlists. Yeah, with some of the out. advertisers, for example, like if you have like a sh- you're selling a shampoo, you might uh, tackle the shower playlist. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, yeah, no, but of course, you can create an uh, unlimited number of playlists uh, yourself on Spotify. You can give them fancy names. Uh, you can create one, dedicate them to your, to your kid or to your wife. Um, or even to your audience. So we have uh, many DJs uh, creating playlists. We have artists creating playlists, some of the best top artists. They also create playlists and plug in other artists' music in there. And their fans are following that as well. And uh, yeah, so the, the playlists are really great. So if you connect your fans, um, if you have a DJ that is a friend or, or an, an artist that is one of a friend, you can absolutely follow those playlists. So yeah, that's yeah. great. There's, there's a real community uh, growing very, very fast. For sure. And you can share everything on Spotify, right? So whenever you have a playlist or you found an album or a song that, is, that you like, then you can just share it through WhatsApp, SMS, Messenger. Uh, so yes, you, can, yes. you can spread the word quickly. I also like the feature in the, in the screen that I can see my friends, what they're listening to. That's a pretty cool thing. Again, it's coming back to this community thing. And you telling me what my friends listen to is one thing, and it's great. But actually seeing the song they're listening to and I find myself now and then clicking on it saying okay I either haven't heard that song or I want to listen to it and I add it to my playlist which is great yeah. now on the DJ side of things I find something very interesting Spotify is the only app that I could find or the only streaming service that I could find that actually integrates with a DJ application now the DJ application I'm talking about is D, uh, DJ Pro by Algorithm now I've been using this software for a long time and one of the features I could never access was a Spotify integration and that allows me to, at my touch of a button, get access to all those songs when I'm playing at a club, which is a pretty spectacular feature. I mean, are we going to see more of that kind of thing? I mean, obviously, always trying to extend uh, our integrations. We have over 150 integrations already with hardware and software partners. Uh, the one you mentioned, uh, also more like casual ones like Tinder or Waze <laughs> or many other apps. Um, and, and we are very happy. We encourage the app community to integrate us. Everyone can integrate Spotify into their the app uh, the, we have an open API mm. uh, and everyone who's interested to, to use our uh, repertoire can just integrate it uh, go to developer.spotify.com and, and there's everything documented well oh, fantastic I always thought that was something because I've never seen it and I always thought it was something that's either very difficult for app developers to do or no, I guess maybe it's just mm, there wasn't a, a will or a need for it but in a DJ application because I scroll through some of the playlists and within within this app when I go to Spotify, it, it, I can actually search what DJs around the world have got on their playlist or just club songs or 80 songs or whatever the genre is yeah, you're going to play for. It makes DJs lot, uh, job much more easy, yeah. And again, for discovering music, because I was browsing through, mixing some tunes, finding another song with the same uh, beat rate, just trying it, and then you actually realize, hey, this is a pretty cool song, I like it. You know? And again, it's about discovery. So I think what you guys are doing... Um, it's pretty cool. So keep cool, at yeah. it. <laughs> there are also SDKs, by the way, so you can integrate Spotify also in your apps that you okay. build. So. Fantastic. I hope more people uh, would definitely look into that. Now, when we talk about integration, I've had some questions from local users who, who's got Amazon Echoes in South Africa. Now, it's not, obviously, it's not an official product in South Africa. Would uh, Spotify integration work in a scenario like that? 
Good question. Actually, I haven't tried yet, but uh, generally we are integrated very deeply into the ECHO environment. Um, and if it's not blocked because it's used outside of the mm. sanitaries, it should work. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. I mean, unless yeah. Amazon blocks something. But again, if the, if the ECHO works as a device, I mean, it means you know, it's, it's working. It should actually yeah. then put and it then in. You can, There's can other speakers as well, Sonos, Forza, yes, yes. Google Home. Uh, which is on sale in South Africa. And all of those would be unlocked yeah, with the absolutely. Spotify. Yeah, they should be working right, right away. Fantastic. Do you, guys have, do you guys have numbers on streaming, like the music being streamed, top artists being streamed? Like what is, can you give me something? Like what is the, sure, what, yes. is the what is the numbers of streams, streaming music on a that, monthly that's basis? That's the great thing about Spotify, that it's so transparent. You can actually go into the product and you will see the monthly active listeners of an artist. You can see the songs and how many times they have been streamed. So already. I can actually go in and see all of yeah, those yeah, things. You can see everything by yourself. You can look into your favorite artist and say, cool. okay, how many times that have been streamed? How many other people are listening to that artist? sometimes quite interesting you see oh i found this niche artist that no one knows and you see oh it has one million <laughs> active <laughs> listeners on, on spotify in the last uh, month so uh, <laughs> probably not that niche than i thought so there's an entire dashboard then for artists and to to log in and kind of see for every every end customer not for every for artist oh, yeah really? every customer yeah. can just see it in the product and then the artists have a special app called spotify for artists uh, and, and there they can even find all the demographics, the cities they have been played in, so they can even like adjust the touring schedule to Spotify data. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, so that's kind of then the... the I saw Jeremy Loops did a very interesting integration with his album launch coming out now. Um, we're on Instagram, he shared a link, click on Facebook, and then you can pre-download or pre-order, so to speak, the album. It's in my playlist, and when the album launches, it's available. I can see a lot of South African artists getting into that, but my question is, how does an artist get onto Spotify? Do you have to go through a record label? Is there a, a, another avenue? And just briefly, I mean, you don't have to go into detail. No, no, it's fine. It's absolutely simple. Uh, the feature that you're talking about is the pre-save feature, which is becoming more and more interesting um, for, for artists and for labels uh, to really push a release and uh, promote a release, actually, before the official release and date. And see numbers, see interest, yeah. which is fantastic. Exactly. So let's say you have um, your, uh, your, your hop on Wi-Fi the next time and you pre-save the, the album and you mm. get in the car in the morning and boom, there's the album. I yeah, think it's, yeah. users really appreciate this. Um, Unlike pre preloading it without their consent, but we won't say who did that, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we, we will obviously see a lot more artists doing doing this kind of push local. Um, I mean, how would they get onto Spotify? Is it yeah. something they need to speak to the to the, art, uh, the record labels about? Look, I think artists today they have so many different ways um, uh, how they how they produce, how they um, how they tour, how they plan literally all their all their activities, um, and there are many different ways. Of course, some artists they go through a major label, some are going through an indie label, some are just completely independent. And the independent artists uh, they go through some they call it uh, distributors or aggregators, mm -hmm. um, and uh, they take their songs and uh, publish it. And the good thing is. It's economies of scale because they, um, for a, I think it's a revenue share sometimes or a fixed fee sometimes, um, they then have their music being distributed to all the music services around the world. So it's it's very convenient. Yeah, fantastic. So that kind of wraps it up from our side. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for bringing Spotify <laughs> to South Africa. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, we do have some three-month codes up for grabs that we got uh, from the guys at Spotify. So thank you again for that uh, with links in the description uh, and uh, yeah, with all the information on how you can win one of those three-month subscriptions. 
Again, guys, thank you very much for coming out. I look forward to seeing you again when there's new developments on Spotify. We'll obviously keep an eye out for that family plan, which was uh, said to be announced at some point. Um, but for 60 Rand a month, you definitely can't go wrong with getting a Spotify subscription. It's cheaper than the cost of a CD. And you got how many songs at your fingertips? How many songs do you guys have on Over your Over 35 million. 35 million. Yeah, that's bigger than any uh, CD catalog that you'd ever want in your house. <laughs> <laughs> Again, thank you very much for your time, guys. Thanks thank for you. your time. Cheers. Thanks a lot.